I'm able to sit with you guys and talk with you guys right now because of the team I have. Okay. I am like, I'm a firm believer in getting the right people in the right position on the bus. Um, and we, uh, in my particular restaurant, um, when we hire, we, we do pretty extensive interviews. We use a third party company and they do some screening for us and then they get them to us. And then we talk about the things that Chick-fil-A does, our culture and, and, you know, our, our pace on a daily basis. But we, we go through a lot of applications to find the right person and, and we want the right fit, you know? So we, we think, Hey, how's this person going to come in and add value or even maybe raise the value of some of our people in there. And what I mean by that is, Hey, this, this is a great candidate and we're going to bring them in and we feel like they might be able to influence us to get even better. So, um, and then when we get them in here, Chick-fil-A has built such a great training system for us that if we just use the tools that are given to us, I mean, we can we can be very successful. Culture. If there was ever a buzzword in the business community today, it's the word culture. What does culture even mean? How do we build the right culture? Why are people drawn to good culture and repelled by bad culture? Why does culture play such a big role in the success or failure of a business? Well, if these are questions that you have, you tuned into the right episode today. Welcome back to the Entrepreneur Adventure Podcast, where we give you the tools to build a better culture than ever before. Please welcome our guest for today, Kenny Hanna, owner and operator of a Chick-fil-A from Augusta. And I think most of us, if not all of us, can agree that Chick-fil-A has definitely done something right when it comes to building a company culture. And so, Kenny is going to talk to us today about some things that you can do to help you build the right culture, and it all starts with hiring the right people. And with that, I'll turn it over to our host, Josh Melton and Chad Brown. Welcome to this week's episode of the Entrepreneur Adventure. We have an exciting guest for you today. Have you ever have you ever, everybody's done this, sitting in the Chick-fil-A line, you don't even press the brake, you slide right on through. It's such fast, friendly service. You're like, how do they do this? And how do they do it every day over and over? My God, I can't even figure out how to operate my business dealing with 10 customers and they're serving hundreds of thousands of cars a day. If you have that question every week, while you're sitting in line or not sitting in line, cruising through to get your favorite chicken sandwich. We have the answers for you on this podcast. It's going to be an exciting episode. Welcome, Chick-fil-A leader, owner, however you all refer to it, out of Augusta, Georgia, Kenny Hanna. So many secrets to learn today. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you, guys. Appreciate y'all having me on today. Thank you. Yeah, and you promised. Uh, we again, we got this Chick Fil A sauce, like chicken sandwich recipe, uh, how to run a proper yeah. uh, drive through without having to press the brake. All those secrets we're gonna learn today, right? That's right. We're All this. Except <laughs> for the Chick Fil A sauce now. <laughs> All the secret ingredients are gonna be placed into the show notes for this podcast. It's gonna be awesome. <laughs> so, Kitty, man, we're glad to have you. Get us started, man. Tell us a little bit of your entrepreneur adventure, how you got started just as an entrepreneur in general, and then tell us about your kind of climb up the Chick-fil-A ladder. Okay. So my name is Kenny Hanna. I'm the operator of the uh, Chick-fil-A Augusta Exchange in Augusta, Georgia, and I've been with Chick-fil-A for 22 years. I've been an owner-operator for 14 years, and how I got started with Chick-fil-A was my wife, April, actually applied to the Chick-fil-A in Aiken, South Carolina, when they were first opening up the restaurant. And she told him she'd already had a job. Her then boyfriend was looking for a job. So I started as a team member at Chick-fil-A in um, Aiken, the Aiken freestanding units, we like to call them. And uh, started cleaning the bathrooms and worked my way up to leadership. And then decided about eight years into it that I wanted to be an owner operator. Uh, I have a degree in sports medicine. Okay. So that's interesting. <laughs> but uh, I, uh, graduated in 2003 from USC Aiken. And then I decided that, Hey, I want to pursue this Chick-fil-A thing. So 
over five years of interviews and traveling the country, I finally became an owner operator in 2007 at the Augusta Mall, Chick-fil-A in Augusta, Georgia. And then on June 1st, 2011, I took over the Augusta Exchange store in Augusta, Georgia. So, and I've been here now for 10 years. So Amazing entrepreneurial journey already. I mean, started out degree in a different field, cleaning bathrooms, working your way up through to owner operator, man, that's my, I can't imagine the stories and challenges and all the things you experienced along the way. Uh, when you, when you got into the decision to wanting to be an owner operator, is that a, a low percentage of success rate for Chick-fil-A employees at that point? Or what were you up against? It was, uh, they say it's easier to get into the CIA than it is to become a Chick-fil-A operator. <laughs> that's what I've been told. And, um, you know, I knew that going into uh, trying to become an operator, there would be a lot of sleepless nights. I would hear the word no for oper- different opportunities, but I was determined no matter what, I felt like this is what the Lord was wanting me to do. And I was going to do everything I could, even when I was not asked to do it, to do what I needed to do to become an operator. So uh, it is extremely challenging like I killed with myself. I don't even know if I could get in today. Um, as challenging as it is, but, um, I'm fortunate to be in the situation I am and I had the opportunities, um, that I had. And to this day, you know, I can just continue to uh, appreciate it and just want to continue to make the best opportunities or excuse me, make the best of my opportunities given to me. So, so when you got started, all right, so you're just looking for a job, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I, I just wanted to get through college. You know, I was like, I had no idea that I was going to be, you know, I was going to get my degree in sports medicine and I wanted to do some athletic training. But if we're honest, there's no money in athletic training (laughs) um, unless you go on to physical therapy and or work with a big sports team. So but I tell you what, the one event that got me was I went to what Chick-fil-A had at the time called Team Leader Summits. And this was back in 2004. My owner operator in Aiken sent me to this summit and Dan Cathy was speaking to us. And, um, and he taught, he started talking about servant leadership. And what I thought was really cool was uh, the leader of our company at this time, Dan, who's still our, who's still our leader. But at the time he has this horse hairs brush and he gets down and he starts shining the shoes of one of our team members that was there. And he was just talking about servant leadership, you know, and how Jesus washed the feet of his disciples. So I was sitting there in this moment. And I said, man, you know, I love the Lord. You know, we're, we're called to serve people and lead people to Christ. And then here's this leader of this company setting the example of how you can serve people and also be a leader in a business. And I was like, I'm hooked. And, um, I went back and I said, hey, I told my wife, I said, hey, I think I want to pursue this Chick-fil-A thing, this operator um, opportunity. And then when I got back and talked to my owner about it, his name is Tom Johnson. We had a conversation. I said, I'm interested in this. Can you tell me some things about it? And interesting thing about him back in 1991, he applied to be a Chick-fil-A operator because they put an ad in the paper. They were looking for an owner operator for a store in Aiken, the Aiken Mall. And I joke about it all the time with him. That doesn't happen these days, trust me. <laughs> but, uh, the C- but yeah, anyway. the CIA was doing the same thing Man, back that, then, I heard. That's right. That's that was right. a good um, day to read the paper. <laughs> yeah, so uh, anyways, I met with him, talked with him, went to my wife and said, hey, I feel like this might be the opportunity for me uh, and us. Because it is, when, when you're an operator, it's a family business. It's uh, yourself leading, but it's your wife supporting. Okay. Without my wife, I would not be where I'm at today. She's been with me through all the ups and downs of this business, but, um, we talked and I said, Hey, I just, I think this is what I want to do. And I knew it would be a challenge because so many people wanted to get into Chick-fil-A. So that's what kind of got me hooked on Chick-fil-A. And to this day, I still appreciate the fact that we're given the opportunity to serve our team members and serve our guests. Now, Now, before you started at Chick-fil-A, Kenny, had you ever even worked in a restaurant? I did. I worked at Arby's. Okay. Yeah. And uh, it was fun, but I didn't didn't want to be there (laughs) too long. (laughs) Um, uh, But, I mean, I did. I mean, I enjoyed my time in Arby's and the leader um, that I had there. That 
she was really nice. She treated me fair, did um, did me right, took care of me. So, yeah, I did work at a fast food restaurant. Okay, so. gotcha. So 2004, you're mm-hmm. here, you're listening to Dan Cathy, you get inspired, you're like, this is an organization that I could see myself working for for a long time. Right. And you tell your owner, hey, I want to get into this this lineage here. I want to I want to get in line for owner operator. What happened from that point? Like, what did it look like going from hey, I'm a, and you're already in a management type position within that Chick Fil A at this point, right? Right. I was a team leader at the time, and then um, when I graduated college in 2003, he approached me about being the what we called at the time the general manager of this business. Okay. And he gave me that opportunity. Um, so yeah, I was in a leadership position at the time. Okay, so you've so, been recently bumped up to a higher level of leadership. You go to this team leader summit and you're like, man, this is, this is awesome. Come back, have yeah. the conversation and what happens next? Well, then we talk about, Hey, here's what we need to do. And so he gave me a lot of responsibility in the build, business to build my capacity. Then he started to teach me about the business, the ins and outs of the business, Hey, how to understand the business. So you get into the number side of the business, you get into supplier side of the business, you get into the people side of the business, and then you start meeting. Like I would meet with other operators in the area um, and I would, you know, go on these grand openings, what we call grand openings when they'd open up a new restaurant in the area. And I would work for two weeks and I would meet people and ask them to tell me their story. And if I ever had a chance to talk with a fellow operator or another operator, I would ask a lot of questions. I probably annoyed them, to be honest with you, but I would ask a lot of questions just because I want to know what I was doing. And um, so anyways, I uh, now spent are, time. Are other operators threatened by you wanting to move up into, into those positions or, or was your owner operator wanting to keep you as a manager? So he, is there any discouragement at all or is it just such a serving environment? Everybody's trying to lift you up at this point. No, and well, in my particular situation, see, the way Chick-fil-A works is they identify locations and then they accept applications for those locations or what we call express interest. So at the time, no, none of those operators felt threatened because, I mean, they had already had their opportunities and there was nothing guaranteeing me that I was going to get an opportunity. Okay. And my operator just said, you know, we're, we're in the business of developing people. So I have a young man that works for me awesome. now. His name is Bobby. He wants to be an operator and he's in the process too. So we just continue to develop people to help them achieve their goals. There's no really like, um, no, I'm not going to help you because you want to be an operator. That's not, that's not a part of our culture at Chick-fil-A. So I would go and talk to other operators and ask them their stories, talk to other people who are in my particular situation and say, Hey, can you tell me some things that you're doing to make yourself a better candidate? Uh, going to grand openings, meeting with people, meeting with people from corporate. And then, um, yeah, that was basically the process and then learning the business. But I still had to be the leader in my own restaurant. I couldn't put that before my duties as a Chick-fil-A leader in my restaurant. I had to focus on those duties. But in my downtime, I would spend a lot of time researching the Chick-fil-A operator role. So So three years after you had that conversation with Tom, you were able to become an owner operator there in the the mall. So the one of the mall stores, which by the way, does, does Chick-fil-A still have a lot of the mall stores? Because I know that was like they created that trend, right? Of having restaurants and yeah, malls they, like that, the, the fast Green food Bar restaurants. Mall. Yeah, the Greenbrier Mall in Atlanta was the first mall Chick-fil-A and it essentially started the food court. I do believe that. Yeah. Yeah. So 2007, I was offered the opportunity at the Augusta Mall Chick-fil-A. And um, I took over August 1st of 2007. And yet, and I learned a lot in that mall. I ran a the Aiken Mall in Aiken, South Carolina for six months as an interim manager. And interim managers in Chick-fil-A, what they do is they put you in the restaurant to run the location. And it's they want you to run the location until they find another operator or that you can even say, hey, could I get that restaurant? But at the time, uh, that restaurant would be one that was weird leading to close it down because it just wasn't performing well. And um, so I uh, actually closed down that restaurant in 2006. And then six months later, I went to the Augusta Mall as the interim manager. And then a couple months into my tenure there, I became the owner operator of that store. So, 
So once you land in an owner-operator role, the model is so impressive and the service is just next level compared to anything else in that environment or that industry. Is there enormous pressure on you as an owner-operator to perform at those levels, or does Chick-fil-A have the system so dialed in it, it makes it a lot easier uh, to perform and do what you need to do? Uh, I, I only put pressure on myself because I want to be the best I can be. There's no pressure okay. on us. Chick-fil-A um, gives us a lot of good systems to be successful. Um, we're a partnership, the operators in Chick-fil-A, Inc., um, the support center. So they give us a lot of good systems and stuff and best practices to say, hey, this we've seen this in other restaurants. Operators share a lot of information, but I feel no pressure to perform. The only like I said, the only pressure that I feel to perform is myself, because I heard Andy Stanley say one time leadership is a stewardship and you'll be held accountable. And I take that to heart. So when he says that the Lord has given me this opportunity, I want to make the best I can make of it. So, but there's, there is no pressure from Chick-fil-A. Yeah, that's amazing. It's such an an awesome culture and just the inner workings of, as a customer, what we experience is you you just like, I wonder behind the scenes how you all make this happen. Cause it's as business owners and entrepreneurs, it's so hard to perform at, at a, at a level that high any day of the week, much less over and over and over serving that many customers. My, my hat's off to the organization and all of you and all of your team because it's it's just amazing, which which gets down to really what Josh and I always talk about in, our, in the company we own together. How do we find those types of people? How do we – how do we honestly steal from Chick-fil-A? How, how do we recruit the same type of people that, that's performing there? And and what do, you, what do you all use from a recruiting technique or tool, or how are you able to – do you find just awesome people and, and cut everybody else, or, or do you find people and you make them awesome? What's, what's the secret sauce there? And as he's asking you that, Kenny, I'll tell you, in all seriousness – we're, when, when I look at resumes to hire for our company, oh, if, if they, they were at Chick Fil A hired, if they ever have Chick Fil A, I'm like, yeah. oh, okay, so they've been taught Brand some in. customer service skills. Like, and depending on how long they work there on their on their application, I'll look yeah. at it or resume. Excuse me, uh, it really does signify. And I know we're not the only company that views it that way, but it sets them apart. I'm like, okay, so I know they've gone through some good training and had and been in a good culture, and so I don't have to teach this person all the same things. Or my, I know my basis for where I got to start is right. the Chick-fil-A model. Yeah. yeah. So I think you said it. So I'm able to sit with you guys and talk with you guys right now because of the team I have. Okay. I am like, I'm a firm believer in getting the right people in the right position on the bus. Um, yeah. And we, uh, in my particular restaurant, um, when we hire, we, we do pretty extensive interviews. We use a third party company and they do some screening for us, and then they get them to us. And then we talk about the things that Chick-fil-A does, our culture and, and you know, our, our pace on a daily basis. But we, we go through a lot of applications to find the right person, and, and we want the right fit, you know. So we, we think, hey, how is this person going to come in and add value or even maybe raise the value of some of our people in there? And what I mean by that is, hey, this, this is a great candidate. And we're going to bring them in and we feel like they might be able to influence us to get even better. So um, and then when we get them in here, Chick-fil-A has built such a great training system for us that if we just use the tools that are given to us, I mean, we can we can be very successful. You know, now we don't always hire. Not all hires are home runs. I mean, we sometimes uh, go through people more than what we'd like to. But if we get them in here and we have the right training system and put get the right people in the right position, we can go a long ways as a company, as a brand. We, I mean, I, I've been doing this now for 22 years and I can, I know when somebody's going to come in and I feel like I know when they're going to do very well, just by interviewing people over the year, like, Hey, this person's going to do this, do well. I don't know about this particular individual, but we might give them a chance because they might come in, you know, and we might be able to elevate their skills and stuff like that. So, yeah. And at this point for you, I mean, you got over twenty years' experience at Chick Fil A. Do you have any idea how many people you've interviewed? 
Oh gosh! <laughs> I mean, oh, it's got to be a ton, right? It, it is. It is a lot of people. I, I I couldn't put a I couldn't put a number on it. I, I mean, I don't know. A You're lot. gonna wake up, Kenny, in the middle of the night tonight. You're like, like oh, I, I know, know it's it. about. I know what it is. <laughs> no, I'll text Robbie and tell him for you guys. <laughs> I, I like it. Now, when somebody comes in, is is there two different tracks? Can you come in? Hey, I just want to work here for six months. I'm in college for, and I need a job for six months. And I want to make some money. Or does everybody come in under a career path or a management path track? How? Uh, we have people who are on like a leadership track in the business. And we have people who really don't want a leadership, but they want to work at Chick-fil-A. Okay. So we, we talk to them about, Hey, we have these available opportunities. What, what do you want to do or what do you think you'd like to do? Or do you just want to come and be a part of Chick-fil-A? Cause we have a lot of people say, Hey, I just want to be a part of Chick-fil-A or, Hey, I've heard good things about Chick-fil-A culture, food, you know, the people that work there, you are like a family. And um, so it's really whatever they want to do. So if we, if somebody comes in, they just want to work at Chick-fil-A and we think they're a great candidate, well, come on and come work with us. If somebody wants to come in and says, hey, I'd really like to be in leadership. Okay, well, here's our process. Here's how we get people to leadership positions. Um, so let's see how this works for you. So we have a plan. We have a system. So uh, they, like they know the step. plan, the timeline as well coming in of what that system Well, we don't be. give them a timeline necessarily. We say here's okay. our process because your timeline can be shorter or it can be a little bit longer. It depends on how you do in evaluations. It depends on how you perform. Um, because with our volume, sometimes people get, you know, just get deer in the headlights because we're so busy and stuff. You talked about the cars earlier coming through the drive-thru. That's a lot. That's true. And um, but we say, here's our leadership track and here's a team member track. And if you stay with us a long time, we're going to take good care of you. But if you want to be in leadership, too, this is the steps you need to take to get where you need to go. And if I have a team member that says to me, hey, I'd like to be an operator. I'd say, okay, here's some things we need to do and here's where you get started and then we'll see how this goes. But, but we can't say, yeah, you'll be an operator. Cause that's, I have no say in that. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, that's not my, that's not my decision, but I don't want to discourage anybody if that's a dream of theirs, but I do want them to learn that, Hey, it's a challenge. So. So from being in Chick-fil-A's Kenny, I got to be honest with you. Well, two things real quick. Uh, this podcast, so not everybody is going to see the picture of you that we see, but going back to the CIA conversation, it seems like you're in the CIA right now. You're in the playground at Chick-fil-A giving us this podcast. Right. We, we we're look, you're hiding out from someone. Uh, you look up yeah. every now and then. I'm like, he's looking for him, Chad. He's looking for him. He's totally <laughs> undercover. Chick-fil-A operator, quote unquote, CIA <laughs> operative. Like, he's waiting on somebody to walk in and say the drive-throughs in the road again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Like, Hold on, guys. I'll be right back. Uh, it currently is right now. So. <laughs> exactly. It always is, man. Yeah. It always is. But no, but I, we're, they're doing a great job. Though. From from being at Chick Fil A, I got my, my confession was that I have a Chick Fil A addiction. Okay, so okay. like I'm not the only one. There's all, right. all types of support groups out there for those of us who have Chick Fil A addictions. But I've had to restrict my Chick Fil A consumption in the past where I'm like, okay, I can't eat Chick-fil-A for three months because I like fast. I got to break it, you know? And I currently for 2021, I have Chick-fil-A Fridays. So I can eat Chick-fil-A on Fridays. I currently have a goal I'm running after. It's a running goal. And if I don't hit my running goal, Kenny, then I cannot have Chick-fil-A anymore for 2021. Chick-fil-A is done. But if I hit my goal, it's to run 300 miles in 12 weeks. If I hit my goal, I get two Chick-fil-A days a week. (laughs) So I'm it just is telling the consequence you. and the reward. It's the reward Chick-fil-A and the consequence. Sides of it. I double, love it. It's a double or nothing. I'm all in on Chick-fil-A. You are changing lives out here, Kenny. <laughs> and I'm on pace, brother. I'm I'm on pace to hit the 300, so I'm good. But no, one of the, the question I have for you is being in Chick-fil-A's, so as much as I have with my addiction issues, um, there's a vast array of ages of people that I've talked to that worked at Chick-fil-A. In fact, here, one of the Chick-fil-A's locally, there's a lady named Miss Mary. And, you know, and she's older and I've always loved going in and talking to Miss Mary, but it seems overwhelmingly that you're probably hiring late high school to college aged people from the standpoint of that. It just seems like there's a lot of teenagers or early twenties, people working at Chick-fil-A, which to me makes it even more impressive that the standard of excellence is so consistent and so high 
when you're ultimately working with kids. So I just wanted to give you, to ask you just to speak on that a little bit. How do you guys go about recruiting and hiring? Um, and then how do you onboard people into that culture to produce at such a level of excellence when most of us would look back at probably when we were that age and say like, well, I wasn't exactly excellent in my life, but you guys are producing it over and over and over again. Right. So we, I think we offer a flexible schedule. So with college people and with high school students, we understand like high school students are more involved today than when I was in high school. You know, uh, my daughter, 16, she's involved in lots of things at her local school. She just finished basketball. So now she can work three days a week. But when we, uh, when we, recruit to people or go out recruit people we tell them hey flexible schedule flexible hours you give us what you can work and we will work with that because we understand that um we can get great talents like you know kids in high school that may uh, you know be in honor society and those types of things if we work with their schedules you know um and we have kids that are in high school that don't do anything that are great workers too so and even with like being in Augusta, we have the Augusta University and MCG, the dental school and the nursing program. And, you know, to go those, through those programs, you got to be committed. So we have a couple of students or a couple of team members that are in that program and they come and work too. And uh, we work with their schedules too. So when they, if they can only work one day a week, we're going to work with them one day a week. If they can work two days a week, we're going to have them two days a week. So, but I have a young lady that's, or, She's not young, but Miss Jeanette, who's been here for a long time, uh, 15 years, and she loves Chick-fil-A. She comes in and works every morning for me, 25 hours a week. She does what I ask her to do, and she leaves. Um, I mean, she's great. So it doesn't really matter, like, you know, the age and stuff. It just, like, hey, this is what we need. We offer flexible schedules. Can you come in and meet these needs? Can you come in and meet this schedule? And um, it's very precise recruiting and stuff. So. But we, if we can get a great team member for one day a week, we're going to get a great team member for one day a week. If we can get six great team members for one day a week, they can work every day of the week. That's the whole week. So we um, look at the, uh, their availability, their schedule. Hey, this is what we can offer. And then we usually hire them if they're great team members. That's so. an ama- amazing approach. I've never heard anybody uh, – handle recruiting or staffing that way i know for most of us in business it's like man i need somebody 30 hours a week and you keep looking till you find one person for 30 hours a week that may not be the greatest candidate uh the flexibility of hey we want great people for any amount of time we can get them and put them as part of our team and a part of our systems that's uh, an approach that i've never heard uh, anywhere else and and definitely makes sense from a staffing and recruiting standpoint for a team. I, I like that. The other thing I think about too, now we, we need the people during the daytime in the kitchen and on the front counter to work the 30 to 40 hour shifts. We need those people. But if we're like, if they can work the 30 to 35 hour people will work five days a week, and then we can give them the day off on Saturday with that one day person. You see what I'm saying? If we can say, oh, yeah. Hey, this person wants to be off. Well, we can fill them in with this one person right here. They can work one day a week. So, okay, so that's kind said, of the yeah, so it seems like then, so your daytime crew is mm-hmm. just seems like it works out where their their schedules don't need to be as flexible for like your Monday through Friday. So you're having more part time to full time for your daytime, and then your nighttime is when you're bringing in again the people yep, that might be in absolutely. class during the day. Okay, makes a lot of yeah. sense because we're trying to understand the model, yeah, right? Absolutely, it makes and that goes back a little bit to. Yeah, it is thirty degrees outside, and these people are happy to be standing here in the drive through, but. Hey, if you're only doing it one or two days a week, it's probably not as bad if you were having to be out there six days a week. So yeah, having some, and some uh, of our and some of our team members like like to work, and we also have some high school students that are like, hey, I work the thirty hours a week, and we're like, hey, I think you should back off a little bit because your school grades and your school is more important than working for me at Chick Fil A. You know, we um we challenge them to take good care of themselves first with schooling and everything, and then they can work. So, so, that's how we look at it. so working with the general public is challenging. Uh, there, there's a lot of emotions that come into dealing with people. And when you do it on the level of volume that you all are consistently doing every single day, how are you keeping your team incentivized? What, 
what approach do you you all use to to keep them incentivized to keep them positive to keep them performing on such a high level when it is a hard week or it's a hard day or somebody's been there since five in the morning yeah so that is the uh challenge of the day because we are so busy and stuff and um you know so what we'll do occasionally we'll bring in um we'll bring in food for our team you know every couple weeks we might bring in some pizza we've brought in we've gone to other restaurants and brought in food and feed the team and then we get motivated around goals we do contests on the inside of the restaurant like upsells contests if we can get a certain amount of customers we pick the team like hey here's a contest here's what you can win whether it be a bonus, whether it be some Chick-fil-A swag or anything like that. We try to rally around what we're doing and uh, what we're trying to achieve. And uh, so we'll have contests, we'll bring in food, um, you know, different things, just having conversations with our team members, encouraging them, motivating them, um, you know, talking about our vision here at the restaurant, you know. So it, it is challenging, though, to keep people motivated when sure. you're, it's 100 degrees outside and you're taking orders outside. We, we understand that. So when, like, you know, we'll do, like, ice cream breaks, popsicle breaks, you know, just different things on a daily basis. There's no, like, hey, we're going to do this every day. I think me as the owner and my leadership team working side by side, our team members, having conversations and knowing them. And knowing how much, showing how much we care for them, in turn, they're going to care for the business, you know, because I'm a present owner. I'm here in the restaurant. I know my team members. I know um, certain situations they're going through, and I want to help them. And if they are more than welcome to call me anytime, text me anytime, email me anytime, I'm available to them if they need me and stuff. So particularly over the last year, it's been challenging for all businesses, you know, going through COVID and, you know, team members have situations, they have stresses within their families, families losing jobs, uh, family members losing jobs or family members, um, you know, being sick or anything. We're, we're just trying to help them and encourage them and stuff. So we do little things on a daily basis. So one of the reasons I developed this crazy Chick-fil-A addiction is because of COVID. A lot of the restaurants are shut down or they're not functioning and, it's really my wife's fault because when you're an addict, you always try to find someone else to blame. That's rule number one of being an addict. Find someone else you can pin the blame on. But no, she's like, why don't you start? Why don't you order through the app? And yeah. so I started ordering through the app. And seriously, I would go and go do the curbside thing. And I would just, Kenny, I would just watch. And I'm like, was amazed. Like, again, it's 100 degrees outside. It's July. And there's like 20 people outside serving people. And just moving through that drive-through lane, you know, like so fast. And I just, it was just a joy to watch it, how it worked. But I do have a couple of questions in regards to, number one, I'm just thinking like these people probably didn't know they were going to be working outside when they got hired. Now, or, you know, they thought I was going to be in the air conditioning and I'm outside now. But my question is, what is a successful kind of graduation from Chick-fil-A, so to speak? So if you're working with lots of high schoolers, lots of people that are in college, what's the perspective? Uh, perspective on how long is this person going to be employed with us? Do you have like kind of like a, hey, the ideal team member works X amount of hours and then they're here for 18 months, 24 months, anything like that? Or is it just, hey, we just have them for when we have them and then they move on? Well, we don't have like a, there are some people that come in, team members that come in, we'd love, like we say, hey, we'd love for you to work for us a long time. And there are some of those who are content with working in Chick-fil-A for a long time because they like the culture they like the team members, they like the food, they like the guests they serve. So like Miss Jeanette, she'd been here for 15 years and she just, she's rock solid. She comes in, she does her job, she leaves. And then I think a good team member, if you can have them two years, you know, if you can have them two to three years and then they move on to what, like, so if I have a college student who comes in and starts as a freshman in college with me, they graduate and they move on to their career, like I'm, that's a win, you know, like, hey, we helped them be part of this journey. Now they're moved on to what they're going to do. Um, but I would say about two to three years, you know, I have, like I said, maybe some team members, five to 10 years that are here right now, but I'm looking for two to three years. Now, if leadership, if you, someone wants to be in leadership, I tell them that it's going to be a minimum of two years. Cause I really think you, to get through everything in the business, you need a minimum of two years just to experience the business, just to see everything that goes on, just to learn everything. And two years is a good time to experience some highs and lows in the business. So 
I'm going to ask somebody who potentially wants to be in leadership, you're going to give me a minimum of two years and then we'll see where we'll go from there. And, and especially, now, Oh, sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. Now no, that, I was just saying that if you're going to do Chick-fil-A to understand that, like I said, and you might want to move on two years. Yeah. Two years minimum. And, and two years in today's terms seems forever to a lot of it applicants. It, it's changed it tremendously the expectation. So somebody willing to commit two years is much harder to sell right now than it was five or 10 years ago. What is the draw there uh, for most of your applicants on that management track? Is it, do you just make a boatload of money when you get in management or do they just have such a heart for serving? What's driving this two year commitment to even think about getting to that level? There could be some, uh, if they want influence in a business, um, if they want to have their own business where the ability to influence people, I think that drives them. I think to be a part of a team, a culture, I think that drives them. And I also think if they want to do their own thing with Chick-fil-A in the long run, I think that drives them too. So influence, uh, being a part of team and culture, and then if they want to be a part of Chick-fil-A in the long term, I think that drives them to stay longer than six months. So so there's really no money in the conversation. It's all about the the other side of values and benefits behind being a part of that organization. Yes. That's amazing. I don't ever I don't ever talk um, you know, I don't ever talk money at first with a candidate because I don't want to make them a promise. Okay. But then I also kind of an old school, I want you to work towards it. You know, sure. I want you to work towards that. So so, yeah. so if I came to you and said, hey, Kenny, I'm interested in being in management in Chick-fil-A. I know it's a, a two-year program. Uh, I'm ready to start next week. Did Is my training, is most of that, hey, I'm going to throw you to the wolves and you're going to deal with the customers and you're going to learn? Is Or is there a large part of that? Am I reading textbooks? Am I going through systems behind the scenes? What What's the balance of working with the customer versus learning and training in some environment that doesn't involve serving the general public? Well, you're going to start working with team members and working with guests on a daily basis. Day, so, you okay. might start, so you might start on the front counter okay, or you might start in the dining room. Um, and then we might move you to the drive through and then we would move you to the back of the house, but you're going to work in different areas. So, so you can experience those different areas and then you can start to understand the different areas. That's so, what we would do. So it's hands-on, real-time action. That's your training process. Yes, you're, you're grinding. You're grinding. You I are like learning. It. And then now what I would tell you is personal development. I will help you, but personal development is your responsibility. If you want to read books, I can give you some books, but it's up to you to read those books to make yourself a better leader. So so I, I'm here for you as a mentor, but I'm not your babysitter. That's <laughs> That's that's exactly right. Yeah, you could say it like that. Yeah. I love it. Now, when you guys are hiring, Kenny, are you looking more from a general perspective of like, I'm just looking for the right person and then we'll fit them anywhere in the restaurant? Or do you already know when I'm hiring someone like, I need somebody for the back end. This guy's going to be cooking chicken all day. Is it both? Okay. It's both. Like, so if I if I need kitchen help, I'm going to go try to find kitchen people. If I need front front of um, the house help, I'm going to try to find front of the house people. But if I get a great candidate and I don't have a position available, I'm going to say, all right, we're going to bring you on. We're going to find you something. I'll never turn down a great candidate. Okay. So you'll lean uh, toward the direction of the right person and say, hey, man, I don't even have a spot for this guy, but this is the right guy or this is the right gal. Bring them in. We'll figure it out. I did. I did that um, one time for a guy and, um, you know, and I said, I really don't have a particular position. I want you right now in the business, but I am going to hire you. And we're going to start you here and then we'll go from there with you. So, yeah, I don't um, if a good if a great candidate walks in front of me, I'm not going to um, say, no, you're not going to work here. Are 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 you always hiring is the is the constantly hiring always yeah, I'll constantly recruiting, hiring, you know, always. Yeah, Never so stop. Talk your philosophy there real quick, because I, I think a lot of times for companies, the challenge can be that spending money on people. So it's like, all right, I'm trying. Well, especially like our business, for instance, it's always do I lead with the the customer coming in and then I hire for the customer, or do I lead with 
hiring the back end that we can produce the product for the customer. So a lot of people get stuck there. They don't want to make a bad decision. They don't want to overspend. So what is your philosophy for that always hiring mentality? Well, um, in this dynamic, this age is constantly changing. Y'all probably know that it's constantly sure. changing, but um, the business continues to grow. And um, let me see how I can say this. Uh, we have a vision here at the restaurant and we want to achieve that vision in order to achieve that vision. We need to try to find the right people. And that's what, that's what drives us. Our vision is what drives us. It's not, um, our vision here is to be remarkable by our guests and remarkable to each other. So what is it going to take to be remarkable to our guests? That's how we're going to hire for our guests. What is it going to take to be remarkable for each other or to each other? That's how we're going to hire to that. So that's kind of the way we look at the hiring and recruiting. That's why we're always hiring and recruiting. Because again, if somebody can come in here and help us achieve our vision, then we're going to bring them on, be a part of the team. So one of the challenges so, for any business is again, I mean, ideally, I struggle with being idealistic, right? I'm like, I want to have the ideal customers. I want to have the ideal team members. Truth of the matter is that the world isn't ideal. You know, it's like, right. you're going to have to sometimes probably have some customers who are a little bit difficult or maybe don't fit perfectly into your model. And the same thing, you're probably going to be building your business on some team members that aren't ideal. So a question I'd have for you, Kitty, is that when you have team members, because again, they, regardless of how good we are at interviews, interviewing, sometimes somebody slides through or a right person, their, their life situation changes, or maybe they just go through a rut and they kind of become not a right team member anymore. How does Chick-fil-A address that concern where you grow with a non-ideal team member and then potentially replace them? Like what's that philosophy or system like for you guys? Well, we, we're going to have lots of conversations, you know, we're going to have lots of conversations with that individual and tell, talk to them about where they're performing right now, where would we like them to be? And, um, it's not just a, Hey, see, you're not cutting it. We're not going to do that. Um, we're going to have lots of one-on-one conversations and tell them what they need to do, get better at. And we're going to give them a time frame maybe to get better at that. And then, you know, at the end of that time frame, if it works out, it works out. If not, we might say, Hey, this is not, you're not the right fit for Chick-fil-A or you're not the right fit for this, this business. Cause I've had people that have come work for me and my Chick-fil-A and gone to, and have left and gone to other Chick-fil-A's and been very successful. So it, they technically may not have been the right fit here, but they may have been able to flourish in another area of Chick-fil-A. So we'll have a lot of questions and we'll have a lot of, excuse me, a lot of conversations to help them try to get where they need to get. But there's really no like formula to it for us. We just have conversations with them, explain to them what, you know, our expectations and what we'd like to see happen and, if it happens, it happens. Great. But we're not just going to, again, just write people off. We're going to give them every opportunity to be successful in the business. So. I like that. And, and again, I know my challenge as a business owner is when I start having conversations with somebody when they are not performing in the ideal way, or they're not serving the customer in my business uh, the way we want to and, and aligning with our values, when I'm having those conversations about performing at a higher level or more responsibility, it just a lot of times comes back to, well, okay, if I take on more responsibility or I perform at a higher level, am I going to make more money or how does that help me? How do you navigate those conversations? And is it, it just, Hey, this, this is our structure. So that's not part of it. Um, that's, that's my challenge I face whenever I try to level somebody up or bring more responsibility or more performance to the table. It, it comes back to how are they winning and how financially is, can, can they leverage that? Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, that, that'll come up with us. And what we'll do is what I try to tell people is, is our team members, I say, look, if you come in and you perform it, you will be taken care of. You okay. Know, we will reward yeah. you. Okay. Um, I like that. And, and everybody that comes in, you know, I look across the table. It, it costs money to hire people. I mean, we know that. And I don't want to say, oh, I'm hoping this person survives. I'm hoping this person makes it. No, I want them to come in and I want them to choose. Do I want to go on a leadership path or do I want to go on the just be a team member path? And if either one of those paths, there, you will be rewarded and paid for that particular pathway and you'll be rewarded and paid for that, paid for that particular pathway. So. I want to reward them. I want to take care of them and I will take care of them, but you've got to do your part too. So, so. two questions for you there. 
One is that at this point in your Chick-fil-A journey, again, all the experience you have, you're an owner-operator. Uh, so the, the first question is, are you, how active are you still engaged in the interview process? That's question number one. Or is that something that's been delegated to a different you know, manager or team leader? Uh, the second question would be, it doesn't seem as if Chick-fil-A is competing with other fast food restaurants for employees. So who is your competition? Like what, what job are you taking people from to get them to Chick-fil-A? Um, well, first, your first question on, um, I've delegated that. Okay. So I have a, I have a director team and I have a individual that handles the hiring and essentially all my directors, I have five directors under me who handle the hiring and we all do the interview process. And sometimes if we have a lot of people come in for interviews and I'll sit down and interview a particular individual too. Um, as far as who is our competition, um, I look at like, just the, the uh, businesses in our, um, let's see, Alex, the businesses in our shopping center are our competition. Um, so I will go in and I'll, you know, look around and see like the type of team member they have and stuff and, and what they're paying people and those things and how I get, how can I get competitive with them? So that's what I think we we are competing with, you know. So do you have active so. recruiting? So that's a really good, you're saying that you're kind of scoping out. <laughs> What's the competition for your your uh, team members, right? Yeah. Are you direct recruiting anyone? Like, do you ever have you ever handed somebody your card and say, call me and you're the kind of person we want at Chick-fil-A? And then how are you finding out what their the competitors are paying for these people that you think uh, would be good well, Chick-fil-A? They put, they put it on their they put it on their windows. Oh, okay. so you're seeing their job yeah. ads. I like yeah, it. so yeah. I just I just pay attention to that stuff and see, you know, hey, what's what's wage range, what wage ranges are out there, and um, but no, I haven't like handed a card to somebody in like a long time. You know, I haven't I haven't done that. Um, I'm I'm not going to go honestly and try to take somebody's employee from them. Um, I usually just we have like I said we have a third party. They, they do the recruiting for us. And, um, but no, I, I just go, I like to go in and see competitors and see the type of talent they have and stuff like that. Is that a local third party that you use or is it, or is Chick-fil-A have a, a third party like partner that they refer? No, no, no. It's not a local third party. There are different vendors that have reached out to operators and said, Hey, we'll help you recruit if you want to. So yeah, we just signed on with one last year and, um, it's going well. Uh, there's definitely been some challenges, you know, because uh, just we we're looking for this particular team member, and then they might bring us somebody that may not be that. But I mean, it's it's going well. So, anyways, that's good. All right, so landing the plane of the episode here, Kenny. We want to give you a chance to speak to our audience, which again, for the most part, the people that are listening to the Entrepreneur Adventure are their business owners, right? They're entrepreneurs. They can be anywhere from doing, you know, tens of millions of dollars a year already, or some people that are, they're still working a job and they got a side gig that they want to launch full time. Can you give our audience kind of in your expertise, this is what Chick-fil-A has that has has been the key differentiator. This is what has set it apart. And this is what you need to try to add to your business if you want to be set apart um, from your competitors. Because again, we would all recognize it. In fact, I'll tell you this because you'll probably get a kick out of it. I was at an event years ago. And the labor commissioner for Georgia was the keynote speaker. And he said, we don't have a problem in Georgia with not having enough jobs. We have a problem with not having enough uh, soft skills in our labor force. He's like, let me give you an example. He's like, name a restaurant, fast food restaurant that's known for their customer service. He's like, one, two, three. And everybody says, Chick-fil-A, because we just, we all know it. So Chick-fil-A is renowned for the phenomenal customer service. So again, what does Chick-fil-A have? What's the secret sauce, so to speak, not counting the Chick-fil-A sauce, because we already got that in the show notes. But what's the secret sauce, man, of success for Chick-fil-A that other entrepreneurs be trying to dial in to bring into their culture and bring into their companies to help them find success? Um, I think for me, like the culture, um, a culture of caring, a culture of opportunity, a culture of wanting to be a part of the community, a culture of like, you know, using our influence to help make people's lives better. Um, that to me, Chick-fil-A, it's, uh, we always talk about food, people, and culture. And I think culture is one, people is very much one because without the right people, 
uh, we wouldn't have been able to achieve the things we have today, especially in my restaurant. Um, my, my team members are, I love them to death. They do a great job. Um, they execute our vision on a daily basis, but it's, it's, it's about people and culture. I think that's what has made Chick-fil-A what it is and great, great leadership. Our leadership in Chick-fil-A is um, every time I hear somebody on our corporate, like our executive team, I mean, I get inspired, you know, I feel good. I feel like, Hey man, this just, this is just a reminder of what we're doing, trying to do on a daily basis. You know, our goal ultimately is to be the world's most caring company. That's our goal. We want to be the world's most caring company. And, um, you know, I think we're on our way to being, being that. Um, but you got to have the right people. You got to have a great culture. And it does help to have a good product too. That chicken sandwich is pretty good. Uh, it's, I, and, I think uh, it's rather addicting myself, Kenny. <laughs> uh, you got to have a great product for sure. Um, but culture, people, you know, food, those are the things I think have gotten Chick-fil-A where they are today. And just we genuinely care about people. We really do, you know. And it shows, I mean, it is, it's uh, every single time you go is is the most consistent part is genuinely caring about serving the customer and making the customer happy uh, with that experience. And it's uh, amazing tips for our audience. Uh, Josh, I know for us, this is like a hot seat for you, Kenny. I don't know that we have ever asked in 50 episodes this many like questions of a guest. It's like, boom, 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 boom. We're, we're absorbing this and learning. Josh is taking notes. I'm thinking about, I'm like, man, we need to have a cleaning company annual summit. Not like all these things are going through my mind and it's, it's so much value here you, you've gave us and just cannot thank you enough for sharing your time and experience and wisdom and, and just behind the curtain of what's resulting in such amazing performance that we see every single day, man. It's, it's really cool. Rob, Robbie has not let us down. <laughs> this has been an amazing episode. Thank well, you this, for joining this us. This is the first time. I have ever done a podcast. Okay. Yes, I love it. What, what did you? So I, I don't. I, I when I was uh, when Robbie reached out to me, I was a little hesitant at first because I'm I'm naturally I'm kind of an introvert. But uh, you know, I said I'm gonna challenge myself, and I'm gonna challenge myself to do this. So uh, I have definitely been a little nervous, and y'all can tell I get nervous. I start looking around and stuff. But um, anyways, um, but I appreciate the opportunity. I really do. And I hope that maybe it helped somebody or give them a little bit of information. Absolutely, man. It helped me out, Kenny. I'll tell you, I'm a marketing guy myself. So what I heard you say was that this was the best podcast experience you've ever had, my friend. So, uh, hey, man. We, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it was fun. It was fun. I, I, I agree. It was fun. We appreciate yeah, your time, man. We'll let you get back to playing on the playground. We did not mean, mean to interrupt your afternoon playtime, but we do appreciate you uh, giving – to us but more importantly telling us about your entrepreneur adventure and sharing it with our audience so kenny hannah augusta chick-fil-a thanks so much for your time man thanks man. have a great day guys thank y'all very much all right appreciate you dude if you're a fan of the entrepreneur adventure podcast we would love to hear about it you can leave us a review right here on your favorite podcast app you can subscribe to the podcast or you can find us on instagram at the entrepreneur adventure until next time Thank you for joining us.